0: i'm sick oh and i thought it was covid but i got tested and it's not it's just the fucking flu which is great but i've been doing nothing all week i've been cross-stitching for my life mm-hmm. as if my life depends on it Love and it. i've re-watched peep show again
1: yeah i'm not a peep show person sorry i don't i don't get that peep show's so good i just don't think it's funny Oh, my God, there's just something about a show where you can, like, relate a little bit to every character. Yeah, but I find that in American Horror Story. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, I mean, give me a two different people. I'm not into
1: scary stuff. So. Yeah, no. Although I watched... I don't, I don't actually relate to people in American Horror Story. Don't worry, guys, I'm not going to end up being a serial killer.
0: I did watch Ratched. Have you watched it now?
1: No, I haven't. I've been, like... Binge and all the stuff like because it's so I actually, now. I so. actually
0: googled it and it's from the creators of American Horror Story. And yeah, it is. It's yeah. actually it's, based it's, based on the woman from One floor Over the Cookie's Nest. Yeah, I'm just gonna say yeah. Which I didn't even know, but anyway, that's a good show on Which Netflix. I
1: don't actually know what that is.
0: No, me neither. I've watched One floor Over the Cookie's Nest, but it's just Jack Nicholson, isn't it? I don't really, I don't really pay attention I've to anyone else. It. Like, it almost doesn't make it's sense, going. like you almost can't keep up with it and there's just nothing
1: actually is going on. It's not a Stephen King one, is it? Because that is Stephen King's writing, like you just don't know what the fuck's going on until it gets to the end. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Stephen King
0: book. I don't think it is. It's a Shining no, I
1: Stephen think King, isn't it? Is. Yeah, it is, yeah. I don't know then, I don't know, maybe. If you want some fucked up fiction, Stephen King is your guy. I think he would scare me if I met him in real life just because the amount of stories he oh, created. Oh
0: my God, that just reminded me of when I was younger, when we lived in Westgate. Um, yeah. God, I just remembered. There was this room. It was like a study. But like, we moved into this house when my parents got up and it was like, not do a wrapper but like all the rooms needed redoing, like new carpet and that. Yeah, yeah. And there was this room at the end of the hall um, on the first floor. It was like like you go past the bathroom, it's the end there, and it was like a study, and it had like this plush pink carpet. And in there was this Stephen King book, and it was called something like Four Minutes Past Midnight. I think that's the name of the book. Oh, I
1: don't know. And
0: I don't know if my parents told me this or if I just got it into my tiny little brain, but I always thought that if you were still awake four minutes past midnight, someone was going to come and get you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, the that sounds the like something my parents were telling me
0: and oh my god <laughs> this book scared the shit out of me because the front cover is so scary I don't know if my mum even yeah. knew the book scared me but I found it like in the in the shelves in that room and then I like never went into that room it was so creepy
1: and <laughs> <Yeah. I think laughs> I'm here like watching fucking Halloween while I'm falling yeah, you probably made me, me. If you were friends at that point you probably would have made me stay up just to see what happened i definitely would have actually when i was a kid i used to be scared of everything as a kid like honestly we'd watch a film that was like a family thing and i'd get scared of it like i don't know when the switch happened of now i'm obsessed with horror stuff like well i think the older i get the
0: more i can handle it because like like i watched ratchet all by myself and i did have to turn it mm -hmm. off at one point and i couldn't really watch it at night time but i watched it all and I've yeah. watched most of American Horror Story. I think I haven't watched Cult and Apocalypse, but I
1: think I've watched every other one. Yeah, th- those two are like the tamest, I think. Like Oh, well, I could watch them then. But I managed that. Yeah. If you start uh, through Roanoke, then you can sit through the other two.
0: Yeah, have I watched all of Roanoke? Yeah, I think I have. I think we must yeah, have we watched, watched it together. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm getting better the older I get, like I can
1: manage it. Oh, no, I love it. You look at my bookshelves, and I've already said it before, like, it's just crime and horror fiction. It's just horror. It's just what I find interesting. I'm not, like, somebody who likes romantic films or comedy. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) But you look at my bookshelf, and it's, like, um, Jane Austen and Emily Bronte (laughs) and, like, How to Be a Feminist 101, like, classic (laughs) books, and you've just got fucking rows and rows of Stephen King
1: pretty much yeah I've got the odd one thrown in I've got like Lay on there and stuff like that like the odd one but I don't know I just I, I can't read like a romance book and enjoy it I just find it a bit like ugh.
0: Mm, yeah I mean on. I have to like in like put put a different kind of book in between do you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah
0: Like, I couldn't read Pride and Prejudice and then fucking read, like, Jane Eyre after Straight after that. Oh,
1: no, Jane Eyre was the most boring book I have ever read in my life. (laughs) I didn't even finish it. Like, I just can't. I couldn't do it anymore. No. No, I just can't, like, can't do it. Yeah. I think the only non-crime one that I've ever really enjoyed was Eleanor Oliphant. Uh, It's completely fine or whatever it's called. That is a good book, yeah. Yeah. A good book. And I did enjoy that. But like do you know I, what, that that was like very mixed reviews, wasn't it? The
0: one that I gave you, when the crawdads sing. You should read I that one. Read that's, that's so good. So good. Yeah.
1: Like it was I've discovering which is right now, so
0: Yeah, I mean I'm really into books at the moment, obviously. This is like mm, what well, how long, how long have we been talking now? Do. First ten minutes of ten the podcast we've just talked about books, so
1: yeah like maybe we should just do a book month
0: <laughs> maybe we should just get onto the topic that we're actually supposed to be talking about
1: maybe maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe i'll probably end up putting this out because it is 10 minutes of talking. no about stuff people enjoy it people topic. enjoy it yeah anyway so hello we haven't hello. said that in the first 10 minutes oh yeah so hello i'm lydia mm-hmm. this is grace Grace, say hi hi i'm sick <laughs> yeah grace is ill with the flu as we've said and i've also got an irritated wisdom tooth
0: so. <laughs> say irritated mm-hmm. bowel or something yeah, <laughs> well, not today not today okay,
1: not today <laughs> but yeah so we're we're a great pair today um if you hear sniffling that is grace try yeah sorry i'll try not to um, do it sorry it's really annoying to be fair i've been doing it because the heating's not on in my house so when yeah. my nose gets cold, yeah. But yeah, so welcome to Everything With The Girls. We hope you enjoy this new podcast, and we're so happy to have you here. Sorry, could you say and it's not is... any more
0: sarcastic?
1: What? You're like, we're so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm a sarcastic one, okay? So yeah, we try to release episodes every Saturday, and it's been good the past we've couple been been We've been doing good. I it, think yeah. we've we've
0: got it down now where... Monday we record and Saturday it comes up, but it only works as long yeah. as I'm not fucking working like horrendous shifts.
1: That is true. That so is actually
0: true. me being sick has worked out quite well because I was on yeah. like seven weeks seven days straight. So
1: And if we had the research done beforehand, we could have bulk recorded some days, but we're not that prepared. Oh no, I can't do that. We're not that organized. I need to play Animal so... Crossing
0: and do my cross stitching. I have priorities. <laughs>
1: And I do have to work. (laughs) Oh yeah, Lydia has an actual job. (laughs) (laughs) Some may dispute that I am (laughs) self-employed. So this month we're on a brand new theme. And it's officially autumn, guys, which means it's officially spooky season. Yeah, Definitely my favourite time of the year. Christmas can fuck off. I'm all about Halloween, okay? Yeah, so I've already been binging horror films. I subscribe to that Shudder channel on Amazon Prime because I'm ridiculous. Oh yeah, and we will just give any corporation all my money. Um, and I've just paused Scream to record this episode. That's and weird. If you reason. haven't seen Scream, what the fuck have you been doing with your life? Oh my god, because we should
0: do we should, we should do an episode about um, you know, like the real life Scream. Was there a real life Scream? Well, they this the film screen came
1: first, and then those we listened to uh, a podcast. Yes. Remember, those yes. kids killed her friend. Yeah, her yeah, friend. yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. But those two are losers. That's true. Like if you kill your friend, you're a loser. Yeah. I do not, con- yeah, I do not condone actually killing anyone. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> that is not cool, guys. Anyway, as you may or may not already know, we held a poll on our Instagram account everything but the girls, go follow us please, (laughs) Um, where we gave you a variety of different topics to choose from, and thankfully you chose the ones that we were both most interested in. So that worked out, didn't it? Well, anyway, even even if you didn't, I probably would have ignored the poll and just done what we were interested in anyway. Yeah, that's true. Let's be honest. So this week's episode is to do with the true stories behind American Horror Story. If you've not seen American Horror Story again,
0: where have what you been? You with your
1: life? Yeah, where have you yeah. been? It's only like the best show franchise of the past what ten years. <laughs> like there hasn't really been much to compete with it, other than Grey's Anatomy, and it's a totally oh, different genre. Oh, Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> <laughs> mate. I could do a fucking kidney transplant from just watching I that show. I've okay? never watched Grey's Anatomy. You need to watch it. You will get hooked on it. I think that's what I'm scared of, though, because I'll start
0: it and then I'll end up calling in sick for work and I won't show up for six months and no one will hear from me. And it'll be all
1: I all I do. Mate, there's like 17 seasons. You don't need to watch it all in one weekend. Don't worry. Um, yeah, you so should have yeah. in, introduced me to that
0: like at uni. That would have been the prime time. I could have binge watched that.
1: Oh, mate you need to just do it anyway like just on a Sunday morning watch a couple of episodes and you're sorted like yeah. it's so good it's it sad though? the people in it are so hot it, it wasn't
0: is yeah not, not,
1: not all the way through I'm not like, sure if I'm like emotionally invested to be like that sad all the time oh you will and as someone who is not a very emotional person I cry at it like where was it on Amazon Prime yeah okay um anyway, back to American Horror Story, <laughs> yeah, sorry, so I don't know what if you haven't seen the show, basically, the writers often use true stories to pay base either the whole plot of the season or some of the characters off of them um so yeah, let's face it most of the time. real life is just as if not more fucked up than fiction, really, yeah. isn't it, yeah,
0: um.
1: Yeah, so took me fourteen minutes to get through up the introduction. Ah, oh, okay, right. Well, we're going we're doing it.
0: We move on. on. <laughs> okay, so I mean, you're gonna have... do it in season
1: order, are yeah, we?
0: We're doing it in season order. I'm thinking like you don't have to have watched them, but it would help. So you should probably yeah. watch it. But anyway, season one is Murder House. Um How do you, you even explain... grasp what it is? Yeah, I by mean the. There's a house and it's haunted and then a family move in there, don't they?
1: Yeah, essentially anyone who dies or is mer- specifically murdered in the house <laughs> haunts it. They're like yeah, their soul is trapped there. Um and the only thing they can do it is to like birth the devil essentially. Okay. There's a lot so- of twists and turns and so many different like storylines. Yeah, like, there's a lot good. in
0: that one, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So in the second episode of the series, um, there's a flashback that directly inspi- is directly inspired by serial killer Richard Speck. The sequence showed a man conning his way into a house full of female roommates and then murdering a nurse and nursing student inside. At eleven p.m. on July thirteenth, nineteen sixty-six, Speck broke into the twenty-three nineteen. Oh, twenty-three nineteen. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 100th Street Townhouse in Chicago Um, Anyway, the townhouse was functioning as a dormitory for student nurses so he enters um, and using only a knife kills Gloria Davey, Patricia Metuzic, Nina Jo Schmal Pamela Wilkinen Suzanne Farris, Marianne Jordan, Merlita Gargulo and Valentina Passion. Speck, who later claimed he was both drunk and high on drugs, may have originally planned to commit a routine burglary. Richard Speck held the women in the room for hours, leading them out one by one, stabbing them or strangling each of them to death. He then finally raped and strangled his last victim, Gloria Davey. One woman, Corazon Amuro, escaped death because she crawled and hid under a bed while Speck was out of the room. Speck possibly lost count... Or might have known eight women lived in the townhouse, but was unaware that a ninth woman was spending the night. Muro stayed hidden until almost six a.m. Oh, she like imagine
1: told, how terrified you'd be.
0: I know, but imagine, imagine losing count of how many people you killed.
1: Yeah. Like, oops, I lost. Count. I suppose that would make sense if he was if he was high at the time, wouldn't yeah. it? Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think you you wouldn't purposely leave, like, kill A and leave one. Yeah. Um, so Amuro later told the police about a tattoo on the man's arm that read, Born to Raise Hell. Two days after the murder, Speck was identified by a drifter named Claude Lunsford. Speck, Lunsford, and another man had been drinking the evening of July 15th on the fire escape of the Star Hotel at the 7- 617 W. Madison Four. On July 16th, Lunford recognised a sketch of the murderer in the evening paper and phoned the police at 9.30pm after finding Speck in Lunford's room um, at the Star Hotel. The police, however, did not respond to the call, although their records showed the call had been made. Speck then attempted suicide and the Star Hotel desk clerk phoned in the emergency around midnight. Speck was taken to Cook County Hospital at 12.30am on July 17th at the hospital. Speck was recognised by Dr. Leroy Smith, a 25-year-old surgical resident physician who had read about the born to Race hell tattoo in the newspaper. The police were called and Speck was arrested after serving 25 years in prison. Speck died of a heart attack in 1991.
1: I didn't know how like, in-depth to go into these stories, because obviously it would end up being like 30 pages long, wouldn't it? Yeah. So some of them are going to be in-depth and some of them are just going to be snippets, because it's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of storylines. I don't really
0: remember, like the episode though.
1: It was. Um, do you not remember? So Is it like it, a flashback. The flashback was, yeah, so the flashback was this, but the flashback happened because those three people broke into the house to attack the mum and the daughter to like recreate. Um, the murders. Uh huh. Um. It was, it was like the second episode, I think, and yeah, they uh it was the mum and the daughter in the house, and the mum was pregnant at the time.
0: Okay.
1: And they like tied them up and everything and like tried to rape them in the set set in rooms and stuff like that and kill them and things. Oh, that is just funny. It's very intense. Very, very intense. intense. So the next one's only gonna be short. But we come to the second season, and it was Asylum, which I think was your favourite, wasn't it?
0: I uh, yeah, I like Asylum. I like Asylum and Coven. I like Coven because yeah. Stevie is in it, and I'm really like I'm really here for that. But I liked Asylum, like the storyline behind Asylum. <laughs> yeah, mm,
1: yeah. I don't think Coven was like as intense as the other.
0: Do you know? Like, the, really, the only things season. I like about Coven is the scene with Stevie Nicks where she's dancing, and also. Who's the girl that's married to Evan Peters in real life or with Evan Peters in real life? Emma Roberts. Yeah. Like her like her in Coven, I like her.
1: Yeah, yeah. she's like an
0: evil bitch. I quite like it.
1: Yeah. <sighs> like I like the season, but it wouldn't be my favourite. I think my favourite was actually Roanoke. Oh, controversial. I really,
0: okay. I I really, I really feel like
1: Now I'm going to go and watch them. Yeah, you should. I think I will. Um, So we've spoke before about Asylum because um, the uh, Asylum, I keep saying Asylum so much, but anyway, (laughs) um, because the fact that Briarcliff Manor, which is the Asylum, uh, was based on real-life Willowbrook State School, And if you haven't already done so, go take a listen to the podcast episode that we did on the state school. We brought our friend Jez along and we tried our very best to scare her because she was very (laughs) easily scared. So I don't know whether she'll listen to this month's uh, podcast. So, um, but yeah, so in it is Dr. Arthur Arden. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't trust myself with names anymore. Um, while there's a lot more truth behind Asylum than just the Willowbrook State School, Briarcliff Manor's resident doctor, Dr. Arthur Arden, Arden, he, honestly, I can't do names, <laughs> wasn't the most likable character, you know, with all his sadistic Nazi ways. Like, he's not going to be the fave, is he? Um, so in this season, Dr. Arden experimented on his patients and those who didn't die became deformed and were sent to live out in the woods surrounding the asylum. Dr. Arden is based on the real life Dr. Joseph Mengel. Mengel was one of the overseeing SS doctors at Auschwitz concentration camp. He had a particular interest in twins and subjected them to what only can be described as torture. And if you didn't know, guys, I'm a twin, so...
0: <laughs> I think I, actually, I think yeah. a lot
1: of it was identical twins, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: and I think everyone you, I mean, you probably everyone knows who
1: Mengel is Mengel, Mengel. Yeah, I'm not yeah. really sure how you say his name, but yeah, um, he was like, but yeah, I think a lot of it was uh, I've never obviously looked into it because he was just fucking atrocious, but um, he, his thing was identical twins because he wanted to see if one could feel what the other was. Happening to the other one, I don't
0: yeah, know. It was I think to there do was that. lots, lots to it. I think there was things with like meningitis and like AIDS, and yeah, stuff,
1: AIDS,
0: stuff like that. Like, he experienced, he like, yeah, I mean, literally, he tortured them, but yeah, he did also do things like, um, like weird things with fetuses and stuff like that. And mm, he yeah, was all very, fucked yeah, up. but very fucked he, up. I mean, we're just going into like one or two. From each season, but there's there's actually loads in Asylum, especially. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Is it Kit and.
1: Yeah, and his and wife, Betty, wasn't it? Betty or something.
0: They were a real life couple. Yeah, if you watch it, like. Yeah. They were a real life couple who actually. Because there's a UFO, there's a whole UFO thing in the Asylum season, and it kind of doesn't really fit in with it, but it's actually a real life story mm. of a mixed race couple who claim to have been abducted by aliens.
1: Yeah. I wonder how they like go about getting these plots together and these stories because there's so many different storylines, isn't that? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's weird. It's weird as they're well, not because... even from like the same part of the world. Yeah. Like...
0: And you think like cool like Asylum you've got like Arthur Arden who's based on Joseph Mengele, you've got the woman that um what's her name? Sarah Paulston. Mm. Sarah Paulson plays a woman like a real life journalist who went into an asylum. Who, yeah, she like she put herself into asylum to see what it was it's like. Caught up in it, yeah. Um,
1: and then um, Hepper was a real person,
0: yeah. And um, I think what's his name, Bloody Face. He was based on Ed Gein, the serial murderer, who, yeah. yeah, um, who like dug up graves and made lampshades out of people's fucking nipples and stuff. It was weird, yeah. But like, they all kind of like fit in together. But then you have this weird UFO scene. <laughs>
1: It kind of makes no sense. It is bizarre. Like it doesn't make sense as we're trying to explain what the seasons are about, but it does make sense when you watch <laughs> it. This is like, why I
0: really feel like you need to do it justice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but
1: um, yeah, it's just interesting,
0: isn't it? How they put them all together. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we move on to season three, Coven. Um, so a synopsis of Coven: it's basically loads of witches.
1: Yeah, and basically the the population of witches have got has gone down completely, um, and it follows these uh, are they teenagers? Yeah, young adults, teenagers as they're starting to realise their like powers and stuff, and there's like voodoo and black magic and witch hunters involved, and
0: yeah, I do like the more we talk about like... it, the more I like I like this season
1: actually yeah and steve nix is in it as well so yes you got it's, very, it's
0: very gypsy fleetwood Mackey and i'm living for it
1: yeah so
0: in coven there is a character called madame Lalaurie. i'm not sure if that's what she's called in coven yeah it is is it um so yeah. kathy bates plays a kathy bates the queen of everything um yeah, but Madame LeLaurie is not just a figment of the creator's imagination. She was actually very much a real person. Mm-hmm. So she's, she's not a witch, but she's... She's basically know.
1: a middle-aged woman who wanted to stay young forever, yeah. did everything she could. Yeah.
0: So, real life, Marie Delphine LaLaurie was born in 1787. Um, she was a New Orleans serial killer who tortured and murdered slaves in her house. In 1838, rescuers responded to a fire at Madame LaLaurie's mansion. They discovered slaves in her attic who showed evidence of serious, cruel, violent abuse over a long period of time. In June 1825, Madame LaLaurie married for a third time and brought a property at 1140 Royal Street, which she managed with almost no involvement from her husband. So she was quite well off. Yeah, definitely. She she'd already be married. This is her third marriage. She'd already be married twice. I can't remember her husband's died or something. But she was she probably killed them. To be fair. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but she was already in a wealthy family, and she was marrying into wealthy people anyway. So mm. in eighteen thirty two, she had a two story mansion built, um, complete with slave quarters, like on the bottom and the top. Um, yeah. And according to Harriet Martineau. Writing in eighteen thirty-eight, Lullory's slaves were observed by many to be singularly, singularly, singularly. haggard and wretched. So basically, they just looked <laughs> fucking horrendous. Yeah, she did not look after people. But he's talking eighteen thirty-eight talk, so he's going to word it singularly, is which is weird. Um, but. No one ever really questioned it because LaLaurie was really polite to black people in public. She was very friendly and people kind mm. of didn't want to accuse her of anything because she was quite high stature. So, yeah, they so LaLaurie had these slaves and they were kind of, looked like they had not washed, looked a bit haggard. But she was mm. really polite and she was really friendly, so no one really questioned it. But like I already said, in 1834, there was a fire at her mansion um, and rescuers responded to it. And there were slaves up in the attic and they showed like they'd really been abused. Like they were chained yeah. up. Some of them were dead in their chains still. There were like innards mm-hmm. everywhere. There were like bits of slaves, like serious torture. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, it was horrendous and it's horrendous. She in like bathing
1: her blood and everything, didn't she? Yeah. She, yeah. And like, it's, it goes into even more in depth in the show, and I don't know whether it's for effect or it's stuff that actually happened. But like, she has like a Halloween party type thing, and you know how you normally have like the grapes in the bowl and stuff. Yeah, and people put their hand in see what they can feel. They were actual eyeballs of the slaves.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was real, but
1: no, I, mean, I don't. But like, you never I know. It's more. It more shows like how messed up that she was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's other bits where, like, she's putting, like, a face mask of blood on, but it's one of the slave's baby's blood. Like, oh, she's yeah. killed the I think baby.
0: That is true. She did kill, I read somewhere that she killed, like, a young female
1: slave and her baby. Yeah, because it was her husband who'd had the affair with the slave.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, she was a bit fucked up.
0: Yeah, just but she. Uh, I kind of I like her character, and like I find it interesting because like I think it goes back to the fact that you never think women can be serial killers. No, and like that, especially up as in well. like the eighteen hundreds. Like to think that yeah, she's torturing and killing people that. You know,
1: yeah, she owns
0: yeah. and stuff is weird, but.
1: Yeah, that's why I like American Horror Story as well because they get women involved just as much as the men. Like. Yeah. Think, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So this is a bit of a long one. I'm not sure whether to go into it as much as I have done. Um, But it's very interesting and not many people have heard about it, I don't think. Yeah. So another feature in Coven is the Axeman of New Orleans. And the Axeman was a serial killer active from May 1918 to October 1919 where he terrorized the population of New Orleans, killing six people and injuring another six. And he was never caught. Hmm. Um, on the night of the 22nd of May, 1918, Italian grocery store owner Joseph Maggio and his wife Catherine were discovered lying on their bed in a pool of blood. Joseph's brothers, who lived next door, were the ones to find the bodies. Joseph and Catherine had their throats cut with a razor blade while they slept. Their heads were then bashed in with the the axe. Catherine's throat was so deeply cut that it was almost severed from her shoulders. Fucking (laughs) ow, God. Yeah. A month after the Magios uh, were killed, the axe man supposedly struck again. On the 27th of June, baker John Zanka went to make a delivery to the grocery store owned by Louise Bessemer. Realising something was not quite right, Zanka went to the door at the rear of the store where he knew Bessemer and his supposed wife Harriet were residing. Zanka discovered uh, Bessemer's body covered in blood, but very much still alive, so he survived. (laughs) I should say all the victims were Italian, and they were all sort of like grocery store owners or in that sort of field. So a lot of people Mm. think that it was like hate crime, like interesting mo towards Italian immigrants.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, The next axe man attack came in August of the same year. This time it was to a pregnant woman named Mrs. Schneider. After a long day at work, her husband returned home to find his wife covered in blood. Her scalp had been cut open and some of her teeth were also knocked out. But again, she was still alive. That
0: makes me feel sick. <gasps> like he scalped her. Scalp had been cut, oh my god. Yeah. Ugh,
1: um, so after a couple of days, Mr. Snyder regained consciousness in the hospital and recounted seeing a dark figure looming over her as she woke up from a nap. She remembered seeing an axe. Luckily, the trauma did not impact her baby daughter, who she gave birth to, a short while later. Oh, to- we love a happy ending. Yeah. Five days after the Schneider attack, the axe man returned to his preferred target, attacking an elderly Italian grocer in his sleep. Pauline and Mary Bruno woke up to the sound of commotion coming from next door- the next door room which was occupied by their uncle Joseph Romano. Upon entering, they saw Joseph had been struck in the head and was badly bleeding. The assailant fled the room. The women described him as a dark-skinned, heavy set and wearing a dark suit and a slouchy hat, which... Doesn't really mean much, I don't think. (laughs) Um, Just like the other attacks, the attacker had chiseled the panel out of the back door to gain entry and again, no items of value had been stolen. Two days later, Joseph died of his wounds in the hospital. The Axeman would seemingly take a short hiatus from killing, returning once again seven months later on the 10th of March, 1919. Nothing but his Nothing about his MO changed. The victims were a family of grocers called Cortomiglia. There we go. The Axeman entered the house via his trademark chiseling out of the back door panel, and he used an axe taken from the victim's household, and he stole no valuables after the attack. This was perhaps the axeman's worst attack yet. Rosie Cortomiglia awoke at the sight of her husband Charles fighting the axeman. It was a fight that he would lose, taking multiple blows to the head and suffering from a fractured skull. The axe man would then turn his attention to Rosie, who was also cradling her two-year-old daughter in her arms. The axe came down upon them both, killing the child instantly and fracturing Rosie's skull. Both Charles and Rosie would make full recoveries, although Rosie pointed the finger of guilt to the very man who came to their aid after they were attacked, Giordano. Being a rival grocer, Rosie pinned the blame on Giordano and his son Frank. The two men were charged with with murder and found guilty. Frank was to hang, and Giordano to serve life in prison. Charles, yeah, Yeah. okay. Charles vehemently denied his wife's claim and reports state that he divorced her shortly afterwards. Nearly a year later, Rosie recanted her testimony saying that she gave it out of spite and jealousy. The two men were released and the killing of Corte baby daughter went on to be the Axeman's tally. Oh, so they never actually died? <laughs> no, but their little girl did. Yeah, no, I'm saying the two guys that she blamed. Oh, no, no, no. A few days after the attack on Corte uh, the Axeman decided to write a letter to the Times Picayune Newspaper, and we know that serial killers love a good letter, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, they love attention. Yeah, the letter head, uh, header said "hell," and it was addressed to the esteemed mortal. I mean, why are serial killers so narcissistic? So oh, you're just,
0: you're as Mortal, <laughs> fuck off.
1: Uh, <laughs> the axeman would go on. <laughs> The axeman would go on to describe himself as a demon from the hottest hell. Oh, like, uh, yeah, sure. Hell sure. You, you probably ride still ride. live with your mum in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> Dipshit. <laughs> Who had a close relationship with the Angel of Death and bragged that he could kill thousands more if he wanted to. Mm, yeah, okay. He taunted the foolish police. That's quotes, by the way. Declaring that he'd never be caught as he was not a human being.
0: Uh, What are you then? I don't think that's why you weren't
1: caught, lovely. He then proceeded to threaten the whole city. And so the next bit is a quote from the letter. Okay, just saying. Now, to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time... Uh (laughs) 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 That is something I would say... Earth
0: <laughs> time, time. As opposed to the inside Earth time or the
1: outer space time. <laughs> on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over, pass over, not pass through, pass over, so he's flying now. Oh! New Orleans. Seen a spaceship. In my- <laughs> Are you on a broomstick, sir? Oh. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to. Make a little proposition to you people.
0: Here it is. Please be infinitely merciful to
1: us. God. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I am very fond of jazz music and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing in the time I have just mentioned if everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on the specific jazz Tuesday night, out. if there will be any, will get the axe. Oh. Like, it's important to note that, right, so he's been targeting like middle class gro- grocers at this point, right? <laughs> Sorry, not everyone can afford a full jazz band in their house. There it is, is not, not enough jazz, jazz band out. in New Orleans. Uh, exactly. Why saying? So, I swear by all the devils in the nether regions. Isn't the
0: nether regions what you call your pants? I'm pretty sure, like it's what you call. You, you, Why's the devil in, so in your giant? pants? What are you doing there?
1: <laughs> you got ants in pants. Why have you got ants in your pants? <laughs> um. So, yeah, he's already targeted, like, middle-class, working-class people who probably can't afford a full jazz band. Like, he's just doing this to stare up the shit, basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, when the clock struck 12.15 on the 19th of March, the city of New Orleans was alive and noisy as the people made sure to jazz it out. Ooh. A local composer, Joseph Davila even created a song just for that night entitled The Mysterious Axeman's Jazz. And it would go on to be a huge hit, so well done to him. Like, you know, make the best out of a bad situation. Then in October, the Axeman attacked again for what would become his final night of slaughter. Michael Peppertone, a grocer, there we go again, and father of six was the Axeman's chosen target. Mike's wife awoke, to the sound of a struggle coming from the next door room where her husband resided, blood was spattered across the majority of the room, and Mike lay in a pool of his own blood. He would shortly die from his injuries sustained to his head. Mrs. Peppertones claimed to see two men fleeing the scene. Apart from this additional person, everything else about the event and the crime scene was unchanged from the previous Axeman attacks, and just like that, it was all over. The actor was never seen or heard of again, like the spirit he claimed to be. He simply vanished into thin air, and the true identity of the killer would remain one of crime's greatest unsolved mysteries. Now we're on to season
0: four? Yeah. Four. Freak Show. I like this season too.
1: Yeah, I did like this season.
0: Um, There's also lots of characters in here based on real people, but they're not really scary. So we're just going to no. talk about Twisty the Clown because he's real and he fucking scares the shit out of me. <laughs> not, so much, so not so much real-life John Wayne Gacy. He doesn't scare me. But the Twisty the Clown, no. the makeup, yeah. fucking hell, it's scary. So Twisty the Clown is uh, – I don't even explain him. He's like some weird clown that lives in – the woods he lives in like this abandoned caravan doesn't he mm-hmm. and he kidnaps kids anyway he's based on john wayne gacy who i'm sure you must have heard of he is um an american serial killer who um throughout the 90 uh, throughout the 60s and 70s he assaulted raped and murdered at least 33 young men and boys that we know of he was going on for quite a while he was quite prolific um, but John Wayne Gacy is also known as Pogo the Clown, and he is known as Pogo the Clown because he actually used to dress up and perform at children's parties and charity events as Pogo the Clown. Yeah, because that's fucking not creepy. So yeah, I
1: mean that's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can go on and on about. Um...
0: You could. We could do. We could do, literally. We could do like a four parts. Series on John Wayne Gacy, and we probably will eventually. Um, but yeah, he was very famous. And if you don't know, I mean, you must know about him, surely.
1: Yeah, Yeah. if not, go do some research. It was very, very interesting.
0: And his the Twisty the Clown character is probably the scariest one for me out of the whole thing. Really, yeah, it's just that fucking big smile. I don't clowns don't especially creep me out, but he does. Yeah, yeah.
1: He gives clowns a bad name. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Um Um so we'll go on to the next series. Season. Series season? I don't know. Season. Um, which was Hotel, which is I to be honest, I haven't even seen the whole of Hotel. No, just I the first couple of episodes. I was like, I can't yeah, I can't do this. Like Yeah, it was pretty yeah. fucking horrendous as well. Yeah. So, Hotel, which the Hotel Cortez in the show, is based off the real-life Cecil Hotel, which is now the stay on Main Hotel, as if changing the name is going to change Make anything any about it. Exactly. Um, so, it's based in LA, and it's been a site of a number of horrific occurrences. The hotel housed two serial killers at separate times, Richard Ramirez, which was... Who was the Night Stalker? Like the serial oh, killer. Oh yeah, used to, we know Richard uh, Yeah. Um. So he killed at least thirteen people, and Johann Unter <sighs> Unterweger, who claimed several victims while living at the Cecil. So they didn't just stay there; like they were living there during these times. The Cecil was also the setting of the mysterious and highly publicised death of Eliza Lamb. And I've, I've talked about you about this, haven't I, before, this girl. um, So she was found in the hotel's water tank, which is on top of the roof, uh, after guests noticed the low water pressure and the funny taste in the hotel's tap water. Oh, that's gross. They were drinking there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Uh, This is like a whole episode in itself and Red Hand did a really good one on it. So you need to go listen to that one because I'd basically just be reiterating what they said. Um, But the thing I found most interesting about this hotel and specifically the death of Eliza Lamb, was the urban legend surrounding or the game surrounding her death that people think that she was playing like a few hours before I think it was. Some say that Eliza was playing this game the night that she died. And once we've explained what this game is, look at the CCTV footage of Eliza in the lift. Um, I'll link it in the description box. And I th- have you seen the CCTV,
0: Grace? Um, yeah, I've seen her in when she's like in the lift and she's
1: poking her head around the corner. Yeah, she's like jumping in and out, and she's definitely yeah. talking to someone. Yeah,
0: it is really creepy when you watch it, and then once you really, yeah. like, once you know what happened to her, and then you watch that, it is creepy. Yeah. Um.
1: So, the game, which is apparently big in Korea, like you can, it's not just in this hotel that you play this game. Like it's in any sort of lift. It's basically along the same lines as Bloody Mary. Like you used to play when you were a kid, and if you didn't, like, f- what were you doing? I have never
0: played Bloody Mary, and I'm still—I'm a 24-year-old grown woman, and I still will never say the word Bloody Mary three times in front of a mirror. I will fucking not do that.
1: <laughs> we used to when I was get. a
0: kid. What
1: fuck? Oh. <laughs> our bathroom light used to be on the outside of the bathroom right so when i was a kid me and my sister while while tom was in there i think a couple of times she'd lock him in turn the light off and then shout
0: bloody that's that's (laughs) horrendous you're 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 like one of those weird kids that walked around school with a ouija board though i didn't you know no that's just go. Like, i'm not cool i have done a ouija board Oh, fuck Nothing that. happened. I'm not stupid. <laughs> why on earth Nothing would I want happened. to conjure up, Bloody Mary?
1: Why would you even want you to... No, you don't. You just... One rule, always say goodbye. Because, you know what? They never yeah. do that in the films. What, and they how, always you, end up
0: dead? how do you know that that's definitely going to work? What if one time it doesn't and you're stuck? Does. with some rules.
1: No. Just the rules.
0: I just... Why would you bother? If it doesn't work, then you've wasted your time. And if it does work, then you're fucked. <laughs> um
1: Right. Shall I say the rules of the game? Yeah. Tell me about this game. Tell me about the game. Okay. So essentially, this game—you don't have to be the only one in the lift. A couple of, <laughs> of you can go in. We could even do it next time. We're in a lift. If you wanted to. No, thank you. <laughs> I have a
0: big time elevator phobia already, as it is. <laughs> Without you adding so the, to build-
1: it. <laughs> the building that you're in has to have a minimum of ten floors, right? Which isn't isn't like a thing like here unless you're in like London or Manchester city centre like so we're good, we're okay. My office building does not have ten floors. um So throughout the game, you proceed to floors in this order, four, two, six, two, ten, and five, right? And if anyone gets on or off at the floors at that point you need to start over until you get to the fifth floor so at the fifth floor if you've done the game right a woman will get onto the lift with you you're creeping me out what a mighty if she gets on don't look at her don't speak in general and definitely don't speak to her.
0: Well, that would not be a problem anyway, because I have crippling social anxiety anyway, and I don't talk to strangers, <laughs> so that's fine by me. My mummy told me not to talk to strangers. <laughs> well,
1: and I don't do it anyway, because I'm scared of them kidnapping me. <laughs> so you don't do any of this because the woman is not human. And if you talk to her or acknowledge her in any way, or even just talk while she is in that lift, she'll take you for her, her own, like, for her own possession, right? So once she's on the lift, press the first floor. Don't proceed if someone then enters the lift, or one player decides, I've had enough of this, I'm out. Like, um, if someone does start that, you have to start all over again, right? This is commitment, this game. You've got to, like, commit to it, like... So the lift will either ascend or descend. If the lift reaches the first floor, leave straight away and don't look back at all, right? If the lift reaches the 10th floor, so if it ascends, leave and don't respond to the woman if she asks, where are you going or what's wrong? Her voice will be high in pitch when she asks this. I don't get it. So you ride
0: the elevator and see this woman and you don't talk to us and then you leave.
1: But a lot of the time, people will turn back or they will talk to her or in, or answer her questions. Yeah, I mean, you'd look at her, wouldn't you? And no one's... no. From what I could... This is this is when I went on Reddit, right? So no one can figure out what happens if you do talk to her, but you just know you don't want to, like, for your own safety. You know what would be good, though? If you just went to a hotel of 10 floors and you waited on the fifth floor and, like, you know people are playing this and you just got on to freak them <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a really creepy makeup on you just came on looking like the fucking grudge. Hello. are you getting?
1: That's such a good
0: idea. So, that should be our Halloween. That should be what we do.
1: Yeah. If you get to the 10th floor and you don't answer her when she asks the questions, it means that you're in the other world. So it's this other realm, whatever. So essentially it looks the same as ours. But the only difference being is that on the 10th floor, if you've done it right, all the lights will be out and if you look out a window, all you can see in the distance is a red burning cross. So fucking religion's going to play into it in some way, isn't yeah, it? Like, obviously,
0: Christianity comes back to fucking bite us on the arse again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to return to our world, like, guys, we know this is just hocus Focus, right? <laughs> Don't worry, we're not taking it too seriously. So to get back to your own world, you must go to this exact same elevator. So if there's like two in a row or whatever, won't work. You've got to get on that exact one and press the same buttons in the exact same order again. But this is only if you leave on the 10th floor, like just bear in mind. So when you reach the fifth floor, which is the last in the order, press the button for the first floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor. Press any other floors button to cancel this ascension. You must press the button to use the cancel of the ascension before it reaches the 10th floor.
0: Now, if you're pressing the button for the first floor, why the fuck's it going up to the 10th floor? This lift is broken.
1: Exactly. Why is it going up to the 10th floor? Oh, I get it. So if you detect something's wrong after you do this... Um, oh, sorry... If you reach, if you manage to reach the first floor, check your surroundings very carefully. If anything seems off, even in the smallest detail, don't exit the elevator. If you detect something's wrong, repeat the steps uh, again until your surroundings look as they should. Once you're confident that you've returned to your own world, you may safely exit the lift.
0: So it's very like in well, depth. I feel like game. you'd be in that lift for like an hour.
1: Exactly, I feel like you know what Bloody Mary is so much simpler. Yeah, like, I you can just get it done. Like, yeah, any oh, flaws? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Anyway, this game, like, I don't even think I'd play it. Like, just just because it's commitment in it. Yeah, and just um, So when this CCTV emerged of Eliza, a lot of people began to think that she was playing this game based on how she was acting, and the fact is like when she got into the lift, she made room for someone coming through as well. Like, you know, when you shuffle to the side, like it's just, she wasn't acting like, yeah. Um, I don't know much about her and what exactly happened, but I do know that the roof that led to like the door that led to the roof, where the water tank was, it was like double locked and the water tank itself, the door to get that off to, for her to climb in would have, It would have needed two people to open that. And she was found naked as well. And her clothes weren't there as far as I know. So Mm. I don't think it's like a simple suicide or death or whatever. Like, I definitely think she was murdered. Um, So apart from that, the hotel also shares a number of similarities with H.H. Holmes' infamous infamous murder castle. He just had to one-up that hotel, didn't he? It had to be a castle. Um, so it was a hotel that he custom built to make his bloodthirsty hobbies more convenient and Evan Peter's twisted character, James Marsh, was inspired by the hotelier who had often regarded as the first serial killer in in america again h h, h. Holmes yeah, Holmes constructed this hotel and um, which was perfectly crafted as the ultimate house of horrors, complete with trapdoors, hidden rooms, chutes leading down to the basement, and purposely, purposefully disorientating hallways. Some of the rooms were even equipped to turn into gas chambers on command, with an airtight door that couldn't even open from the inside. Holmes claimed as many as 200 lives, although he only confessed to 28 how the fuck did
0: he carry on killing people how do people keep going here they're like yeah my auntie stayed in this hotel but she never
1: turned up so uh, fuck it.
0: That's the he end is Hotel.
1: Not, he he is not getting five stars on TripAdvisor yeah. I'll tell you that I'll tell you what I don't know these people are dumb 200 people yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah that is the Cecil Hotel um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still very popular today, purely for the links that it has with past people. Oh,
0: I can definitely well, imagine I didn't like of the night there. I can definitely imagine like YouTubers and like haunted hunters yeah. staying there for sure. Yeah. Um. So we're sticking with the hotel season, but we're going on to the bloody Countess, who is my gal, the one and only Lady Gaga, <laughs> the queen of my life. Okay. So in it's partially owned by Elizabeth. He play. He is played by Lady Gaga. Anyway, Elizabeth sometimes calls herself the Countess, and is revealed to be immortal due to a blood virus, which allows her to sustain herself through vampirism. So basically, she's a vampire. Yeah. The character is styled after Countess Elizabeth Bathory, who was known as to history as the Blood Countess, in sixteenth century um, a sixteenth century woman born into Hungarian nobility. Elizabeth's wealthy family reportedly tortured the peasants, unlucky enough to live near their estate. I feel like her and Madame LeLaurie would get along. Yeah, very similar, weren't they? Um, Bathory currently holds the Guinness World Record for the most prolific serial killer, no way, and was a true sadomasochist. In the 1600s, she became a Transylvanian countess and convinced her husband to build her a torture chamber in their castle. How... How can I not keep a boyfriend? And this woman can convince her husband to build a torture chamber.
1: <laughs> Wait, it was like the whole couples who kill. How do these people find each other? We can't even find half decent boyfriends.
0: I can't find anyone, and this bitch has a torture chamber. <laughs> I'm so mad. Anyway, um, so it said that Elizabeth enjoyed torturing her servants by driving nails all oh, through their bodies. Oh my god. Beating them and even causing some to freeze to death. It was rumored that she bathed in the blood of her victims to preserve her youth, leading to speculation that she was a vampire. Her victims of choice were young, virginal girls who she tortured for hours by driving pins through their lips and fingernails woo, mm-hmm. and forcing them to cook and eat their own flesh. Some people do that for fun. It's a lot. I've heard that there's somewhere on the dark web where, like, if you're into cannibalism, you can find someone who's willing to, like, chop their finger off so you can eat it. No. Yeah, or, like, they're like, yeah, I, I want to die and I-, I don't mind if you eat me. Like, you can kill me and eat me.
1: No, surely not. God. I swear to fucking God. There's people like that. That is fucking horrific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. This is, I mean, I don't know. I'm on Reddit too much. <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth then it also, is your dark web. Oh my god, I deep dive read it so much, it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm fully convinced mm. that like everything I read is true. Oh god. Don't um, <laughs> so Elizabeth also bathed in their blood to retain their youthful beauty, which I mean I mean people still do stuff like that though, don't they? Mm. Like you take Take your blood out of your butt cheeks and squeeze it into your face and all that shit. People yeah, still do that. It's like a
1: vampire facial, like yeah, the true. Kardashians do it. Um, like This woman was 400 years before her time. Like, the original
0: Kim Kardashian. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: um, eventually, Bathory was found guilty of over 80 counts of murder and was supposed to be executed. Instead, she was imprisoned in a windowless castle for the remainder of her life. Which
1: can't have been good for our skin. Yeah. No, vitamin C. Can't get that vitamin D. Vitamin D? I thought it was vitamin C. Ah, vitamin C is from oranges and peppers. <laughs> on the sun? Vitamin D is from the sun, yeah.
0: No, I'm I'm Googling that right now, convinced you're wrong.
1: I bet you fifty quid.
0: Oh that is how sure I am. What vitamin D you get from the sun? Fuck, it's vitamin D. <laughs> I didn't get on that. I didn't shake on that bet. <laughs>
1: You are the worst person to put b- put a bet up with, honestly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next series was my favorite one and it was Rowan Oak, which surely we've all heard of it. The Lost Colony. Like like there's literally no other way to describe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this was a bit different because it's like there aren't individual characters that based on real life like it's a the whole season is like it's
1: not me. yeah the whole season is that yeah is
0: Roanoke yeah the whole season is yeah. this true story
1: it is shot differently though so it's shot as if it's a documentary of people who then live there yeah they change yeah. it up yeah um so Roanoke was a colony in the 1500s um in 1585, a group of Englishmen arrived on the present-day North Carolina island, uh, Mante- Manteo, which at the time was inhibited with Native Americans, like all of America was, and we just fucked them right over. Like The British were on a military and scientific mission. Local tribes were, unsurprisingly, not exactly high-fiving them as they arrived and moved in on their land and by 1586 local tribes had driven out English settlers. In 1587 a group of Englishmen led by Captain John White created a settlement at Roanoke Island which is what is now North Carolina. Captain White returned to England for supplies later on and when he returned four years later he found the Roanoke Fort ru- in ruins, and all of the colonists had gone, like disappeared, <sighs> and without <went> <sighs> a trace, like no goodbye letter, whatever, like <sighs> see you later, none of that. Um, the only clues that were left was um, a word Croatone, I think that's how you say it, yeah, uh, carved in a tree, which was the name of a friendly Indian tribe living down the coast. Um, but searchers were never able to find Virginia Dare or the other settlers. 20 years later, colonists at Jamestown heard stories that all but a few had been massacred by uh, the Powhatan. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Like, yeah. Um, And the rest had been absorbed into an Indian tribe. Over 400 years later, we still aren't sure what happened to those settlers in Roanoke. Science has improved by leaps and bounds since then. Like no wonder it's four hundred years. But, <laughs> um, but even remote sensing techniques have turned up only vague clues, like existence of burnt pits, uh, detecting by far-reaching magnetometers. So yeah, as good as science is now, we still can't figure out what the fuck we happened have to history. No
0: idea. These people just disappeared off the face of the earth.
1: I mean, a lot of people just say that they maybe they contracted a disease and stuff. And
0: I mean, yeah, I think the so most uh, logical explanation would be like they all fucking died of the plague or something. Yeah, or
1: they were just like they were being run out of that part of where or they were being run out of roanoke essentially, and they had to leave like yeah. and find somewhere else. You know what I mean? There's there's so many theories around it, but no one's been able to conclusively say like what happened. Yeah. Um so yeah. So that but was Rowan Oak. If you don't watch any season and just one, definitely watch Because oh. it's the most interesting, I think. Ah, oh, I think that's the scariest. Think, yeah, it's the most interesting and it's the scariest. It is scarier. I that yeah. one does scare me. Um Yeah. Okay. Um so now we're on to Cult. Mm-hmm.
0: So Cult and Apocalypse, this is where they start doing things a bit differently. Um, Yeah. So in Cult, instead of looking completely at history, um, they focus on the present a lot more and took a more political stance than other series. The horrors of these seasons are caused by humans and done to other humans with an emphasis on hate-based crimes. It also possesses a more political undertone as it begins the night that Donald Trump... Wanker. ...was elected president. (laughs) (laughs) i i saw a tiktok the other day because you know he's got fucking covid now yeah it was like um it was like oh donald trump's in hospital my thoughts and prayers go out to you i'm not gonna tell you what my thoughts and prayers are but they go out to you
1: (laughs) i saw one and this girl she'd obviously got like the news alert like at midnight or whatever it was and she went into her parents room she's like guys guys Trump's got COVID and the mom's like, "Thank God for that, yes." And all this yeah. the dad's like, "Oh, it's so bad to say because like he's a human being, but oh God, I'm so happy." <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the one yeah. where well? it's
0: like, um, um, I don't even know how you say his wife's name, Melania. Yeah, Melania It's like Melania deciding whether or not she should um, pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm, I think I will. <laughs> uh, anyway, so <laughs> we love Donald Trump over here. Um, no, nope. and if so, you and you want to come, just pick <laughs> off. Like we're not about that. So, American Horror Story: Cult is set the night that Donald Trump becomes elected. But I remember that night. Do you remember that? That night we were at Ella's house. Yeah, we went to Bear's Den, and I remember her friend yeah. was watching it. On yeah. the telly, and he was like, "Yeah, I love Donald Trump," and we were all like, "Oh my god!" And I remember it. It's like when my mum says, "Like everyone remembers where you were for nine 11 Like I think our generation, yeah. like you remember where you were when Trump got elected. Like you were like, "Oh yeah. my god, the yeah. world is just never going to be the same." So yeah, the overall theme of cult is inspired by the turmoil present day America. Yeah. Um, oh, you've added beautiful to the start of the sentence. But, I mean, I agree with you, so I'll go with it. Mm, the beautiful, beautiful. Evan Peters, he is very beautiful. Um, he portrays a number of cult leaders in this series of American Horror Story. The most well-known in The Bunch is Charles Manson. You know him. We all know him, don't we? I think we know him. led the Manson family to commit a series of eight murders in the 1960s. I do believe we've done a podcast on that. We have. Peter Peter's also portrays Jim Jones of Jonestown, who we have also spoken about, and Marshall Applewhite, the leader of Heaven's Gate, who we have not spoken about because he sounds very boring. is um, yeah,
1: boring as fuck. Well.
0: So, yeah, he plays loads of cult members, and I actually haven't watched it, so I don't really know.
1: Do you remember a few years ago when the whole thing about the clowns was going round?
0: Oh, People my were my just God, landed on yeah. the
1: side of the street. Yeah, that was a people think that that was like the publicity stunt for cult. Ah, so cult is essentially a cult, like quotes, obviously. And Evan Peters is the leader, and he's essentially like obsessed with Trump and his ideals, and also, um he gets all these followers and stuff, and he, he sort of think it's a bit like Manson in the sense he thinks that the more murders that committed, the more hate that is going to be spewed, and the easier he's going to get into office. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because he can sort of control that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, definitely. And it's also like, I would say it's just as freaky as Roanoke, right? Because it is like, to a sense, real life like real you know, life, yeah. hate crime it like, could genuinely happen it. yeah 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 like even things like um is it sarah Paulson, yeah. so she's in a same-sex marriage at that time and even them like holding hands coming at the store they've got like a guy in and Amer- make america great again hat like spitting at them and stuff like that like it's stuff like that
0: happens
1: like it is very good i think that and roanoke are my favorite seasons this is so
0: off topic, but you know I hate more than anything in the fucking world. I've decided this is my most hated trait of a fucking white man ever. It's like, you know, when people say like, "I don't, I don't care if you're freaky or gay, or whatever," but just like, don't, don't show it off in my face.
1: Oh my god, yeah, like keep it behind closed yeah. doors. Sorry, like, says the no guy who goes out it.
0: every Friday like, night and sexually assaults women in clubs.
1: Oh my god, but, like, that very much. Oh nice you want our opinions and gay rights to stay behind closed doors and yet you have to have your opinion out in the open public. Like fuck yeah. off. You need to I really wish COVID would just target the racists and <laughs> homophobes.
0: I don't Honestly, get it. Like well, it's, okay. it's okay it's okay for you to place. it's okay for you to catcall me, but that very yeah. nice gay couple can't mind their own business and hold each other's hands. What? Yeah. God Like sorry, oh, are we in just... twenty twenty or are we in twenty twenty? Get over it sorry run yeah. over sorry not to do with anything like when no. people
1: are like oh i'm not gonna use that um, that gender identity like him her they like and all the others that are there i'm like why it makes no difference to your yeah, life." literally you what does it affect you
0: that. that's like when sam, sam smith um, started identifying themselves as they yeah and it was like well but but they're a boy why the fuck do you even care? Just call them them.
1: Biological sex and identity are two different <laughs> things. People need to get this through their head. If
0: I want like, you to fucking call me a parakeet, you better call me a parakeet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what difference? I want to be a spider.
1: If I want to <laughs> be a spider, you best start calling me Charlotte, love. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, oh, it's just people just fuck me off. Like, we've really. <laughs>
0: But it doesn't really matter. We've kind of gone onto a tangent, but that's fine because the last season is apocalypse, and I haven't watched it. It, it, It's basically
1: it's it's it's, what's in the name.
0: It's based. It's based on like the future if there was a nuclear war, which there probably will be if Donald Trump fucking carries on.
1: Well, it is sort of, but it's not actually
0: true life facts.
1: No, it ties in all of the seasons together. It, just, it is quite smart in the way that it's done, and it is like post-apocalyptic war, I suppose. But it ties in. Which ones does it tie in? So it ties in Coven, Murder House. Um, what else? Let me just double check. So it's Coven, Murder House. Uh, I think Cult might be in there, and then it has reference to all the others. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is very good. It's just a bit, meh. They're literally in a bunker the whole time, like, with a few flashbacks here and there. Um, But it is predominantly to do with Coven and Murder House. It is very good, though. It comes in, like, swings in roundabouts. But I'd say you have to watch all the seasons before to understand Apocalypse. Ah, gotcha. Whereas with like say if you wanted to watch Roanoke you don't have to watch any of the other seasons yeah
0: you could easily just dive in
1: yeah yeah um but yeah so that is the truth behind American Horror Story and I feel like this could be a whole season in itself like there's that many things but this is just one episode we are just two baby podcasters okay so we can only do so much
0: You could literally do like a whole season just on the hotel. You could do it like a season on each episode, on each season, really, couldn't you? Like a whole month's worth of podcasts on one episode. But, um. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So. You should definitely go watch it because that will make this all make sense. And also, it's the start of Spooky Season. So we need to be started watching American Horror Story, Halloween, Scream, Mm. Beetlejuice, Mm. all of it. Okay. And what are we doing next week?
1: I don't know yet. I didn't know whether to put it on Instagram or we just decide, whatever. So. We could put it on Instagram. We'll put it on Instagram.
0: But your options are yeah. Witchcraft, Slender Man, and UK's Most Haunted Places, yeah?
1: Yes, that is right. Um, and if you want another spooky series, go watch The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, no, that's too spooky for me. That They've got a new so one coming out. Up. Yeah, and it's an English one as well. It's I, I, think, Bly it's House. House. No, I yeah, think it's Briar House. B-L-Y, yeah, Bly House. B L Y,
0: isn't it? But yeah. Oh, is oh it? I can't watch that shit. That's too spooky. Oh no, I love it.
1: I love it. Um. So yeah, follow us on Instagram so that you can take part in the poll. It's at yeah. everything at the girls pod. Um, like us and follow us on Spotify and Apple, please can they review and if us, us a reviewer, yeah they can review us on apple podcasts Ooh. um that would help and if you want to give us some constructive criticism constructive criticism yeah are you nasty we, we we welcome that but don't be a wanker like, <laughs> yeah so hope you enjoyed yeah we'll see you can next, you next week
0: Jennifer? no just i'm gonna crawl back into bed now
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to put the heating on because I am shivering.
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye, love you. Bye-bye.